Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Juwan Howard suspended five games. Greg Gard suspended zero games. Three players have been sat for one game. It's the big news from Monday night. We waited all day for it, and the Big Ten handed down its disciplines. You know we had to hop on for an emergency podcast, and by we, I mean me. I'm flying solo on this. If you were subscribed to the YouTube channel, you would have gotten the alert and already watched this by now. Emergency podcast time. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. I'm Matt Norlander, of course, co-host of the Ion College Basketball Podcast. It's just me for this live, you know, something of an emergency episode, I guess, to discuss the punishments that came down on Monday night from the Big Ten. And as it was described, I mean, the Big Ten, Wisconsin and Michigan jointly came together to to make these punishments. So let's go right off the top. Uh, if you are watching in real time, you likely know the punishments. And if you're watching afterward, you certainly almost know the punishments. But I want to be specific here. So Michigan's Juwan Howard, he's going to sit for the finality, uh, the remainder of the regular season, five games. So that is uh, that's it. He has a forty thousand dollar fine and then he'll be able to return once the Big Ten tournament gets rolling. More on Howard and, and the suspension in just a minute. Uh, the three players who were seen on video throwing punches are going to sit one game, and they'll sit for the next game, of course. Uh, Michigan's Terrence Williams, Musa Diabate, and then Wisconsin's Jacoby Neath all will sit a game. Uh, my interpretation of this is that the Big Ten literally just went to the rule book and said, you can't do this. If you throw a punch, you sit a game no matter what. So they will sit one game and one game only. And then Greg Gard is the only coach uh, that was addressed in terms of any kind of punishment. Um, he was fined $10,000 versus Juwan Howard's 40000 So notably, uh, there was no uh, suspension for Greg Gard and nothing, period, for Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabenhoff, who was assaulted by Juwan Howard and who got into the scrum and certainly didn't help de-escalate matters there. Uh, when the Big Ten put out its statement, Here's what uh, here's what the commissioner said. Big Ten conference coaches and student athletes are expected to display the highest level of sportsmanship conduct. I'm grateful for the partnership with Michigan Athletics Director Ward Manuel and Wisconsin Athletic Director Chris McIntosh. Our expectation is that the incident yesterday will provide our coaches and student athletes with the opportunity to reflect, learn and move forward in a manner that demonstrates decorum and leadership on and off the court. The Big Ten's release also notably included that Ward Manuel proactively addressed a five-game suspension of Juwan Howard. I believe that might be because, per Howard's contract and how things stand with the league, it cannot suspend Howard for more than two games for just about any incident. And so anything more than that, Michigan would have to actually um, enact. And so enact it did. Ward Manuel going for five games is not that surprising to me. Michigan also put out a, a statement shortly thereafter. Um, Juwan Howard said, quote, after taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I'm truly sorry. 
continues, I am offering my sincerest apology to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. I would like to personally apologize to Wisconsin's assistant, Joel Krabenhoff. It's a typo. It's Joel Krabenhoff in the statement. His name is Joe. Michigan has since uh, followed up to indicate that the intention was to have Krabenhoff's first name correct in there. But nonetheless, the copy editing process at Michigan failed here. Joel Krabenhoff, it is in the initial statement and his family, too. It continues. Lastly, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man. And representing the University of Michigan with class and pride, I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student athletes. I will learn from my mistake, and this mistake will never happen again. It ends no excuses with an exclamation point. Um, Michigan accepted the full disciplinary actions, as did Wisconsin. And I will note, by the way, that um, Phil Martelli, as expected, will coach Michigan over the next five games. He's the lead assistant and was... You know, brought on with much intention by Howard when he got the job because he's a veteran former head coach. And there will be uh, at least, it says, prior to reinstatement, all parties will meet to make a final decision prior to the Big Ten tournament on any postseason participation. So it's not an automatic that Jawan Howard's going to return to coach Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. I fully expect that will be the case, though. I'll also note I've read off of the Big Ten statement. I've read off of of Michigan statement. I'm told that a Wisconsin statement is not necessarily imminent yet. So that's why we're doing this podcast. Now there might be something that comes late on Monday, or maybe there's nothing that comes at all. Uh, I couldn't help but notice there was no apology directed toward Greg guard. Not even that necessarily there should have been, or we should have been expecting that, but Howard did apologize to Krabenhoff in doing that. So let's talk about this suspension. Uh, for Howard and for everyone else and the punishments there, uh, you know, for the players, I'll be quick on it. I think one game is completely appropriate. You can't ball up and swing and then not sit. You got to sit at least once. So that's what they're going to do. We move on. That was my expectation. That's what came to be with Howard in five games. We had a dribble handoff earlier on the site on Monday at cbssports.com. And we were basically asked to assess what we thought would be the most appropriate punishment. I said five games. I said for the remainder of the regular season, while not knowing at that point, honestly, I had no idea. In my heart of hearts, I thought it was going to be at least three. And I and I thought the maximum was just not, nothing for the rest of the regular season. I truly didn't believe Juwan Howard was in line to be fired. And I truly didn't think that I'd be hopping on an emergency podcast to talk about a one or two game suspension for Juwan Howard. I thought it would be maybe three if really it went light. But if you told me it was uh, for the entirety of the Big Ten play, including the league tournament, I would have believed that as well. I thought five was most appropriate. And that's certainly what we have here. But if you kind of look around at what's happened, and this has been the lead story in American sports for more than 24 hours. You know, the All-Star game was fine. You know, you had the Elam ending. LeBron hits it. You know, MJ shows up for halftime looking like an absolute baller. That was a that was a great little thing on Sunday night. you right. A kind of a palate cleanser after what we saw go down in Madison. But the All-Star game did not overshadow what uh, what happened with this fracas there. And it became the lead story uh, beyond anything with that or golf or NASCAR or anything. And I kind of feel like the punishments all around were a little bit lighter than I was expecting. I, you know, I was, I was texting with Nada, our producer before we got on my expectation, not expectation. I thought, you know, I could see guard getting a game, Krabenhoff getting a game or two. And I thought that would have been fine. I thought it would have been practical. I thought it would have been reasonable, but that's not what we have here. We have Juwan Howard sitting for five games, um, three players that threw punches. They didn't start this fight, but they're going to sit for a game. And then guards going to get a fine. That is, um, you know, 25% of what, of what Howard's fine was overall there. I, I sometimes think that when it gets into an incident happens, 
and then the suspension or the punishments come down. I kind of hate our media cycle, how we can, I don't know, run these processes through the absolute ringer. And then it's almost like an outrage race about who can be the most pissed off about the severity of punishments and all that. So I'm not going to do that here. I'm just a little surprised that you didn't at least have, uh, you know, I, Krabenhoff was more deserving of a suspension than guard, in my opinion. Just a game. He, he again, he did not de-escalate the situation. So uh, if, if he doesn't get involved in there, it's reasonable to say that maybe Howard's not even put in this situation to begin with. And instead, you've got maybe fines and just a general reprimand because it's really Howard taking a, a strong swipe at Krabenhoff that we're even talking about this. Like if Howard doesn't do that, then obviously the players aren't, almost certainly are not doing what uh, – what they wound up doing there. So for, um, for the record, if you're curious on the Michigan games that they're not going to have their coach on, and I might, I might take one or two, your boy here is willing to improv and go real time on these pods, by the way. So I might take one or two questions in real time to wrap up. This will be a generally pretty quickie pod here, but we wanted to address it and, and at least serve the, uh, the YouTube audience live. And I think we might squeeze this into the regular podcast feed as well. The Michigan games that Howard will not be on the floor for. Rutgers is a home game on Wednesday. Four home games in a row. Rutgers, Illinois on Sunday. The Tuesday after that home rival game, Michigan State. Iowa at home to wrap the regular season at the Chrysler Center. And then we'll close out on the road against Ohio State. And oh, by the way, Michigan's 14-11. and 11. I wouldn't have them in the field right now. I, I don't know if Howard getting a five-game sit-down and then not having Diabate and... Terrence Williams, I mean, he he plays like 35% of the team's minutes. You know, him not being available for the Rutgers game, I don't think is going to make or break that at home for Michigan. I think Michigan's actually destined to just miss the tournament. I think it's going to be a one or two seed in the NIT. I think Michigan's got to get four W's to be in a good spot from an at-large perspective. We really thinking it's going to do that? Rutgers, Illinois. Rutgers fighting to get in. Illinois easily in. Michigan State easily in. Iowa's looking better. We'll see, though. That's winnable. And then at Ohio State, then you got the Big Ten tournament. Depending on where they get seated, that first game, whether you win or not, quad two at best, it's going to have to do better than that. So, um, so we'll we'll see on that. Uh, I thought Kevin War. I I also want to know what took so long. Just you know, I, I was told this thing was coming out in the afternoon. I was preparing with all of that, and the longer we, this took, the more I thought, okay, then maybe we're going to have something extremely like notable here in terms of suspensions. That's not. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's not what happened. By the way, if you're watching, please do do hit that like button. If you want to smash it, you can do whatever you want. You can rub it, tickle it, smash it, nudge up against it. Just please, for me, if you could, I'd greatly appreciate it to everyone that's watching live in the chat. I appreciate that as well. Not if you want to pick out a question or two and drop it in the private chat that you think might be relevant. I'm willing to answer one or two as we go uh, as we go in real time here. Um, as for Wisconsin Zendo, by the way, of course, no suspensions with any of its coaches. The Badgers will next play at Minnesota on on Wednesday and then at Rutgers on Saturday. So how about Rutgers, man? Your next two opponents are the two that were involved in this. And in the meantime. Steve Peichel, who's like the one of like Steve, uh, there's a lot of really nice men that are head coaches at programs across this country. Steve Peichel genuinely is in the top 10, inarguably. He's in the top 10. And so I just find it funny, like the, the nicest coach in the conference now sees himself going up against a Howardless Michigan. And then he'll go up against Greg Gard and Wisconsin as well. So uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, a little bit perhaps stronger of a stance on. Uh, on the Wisconsin end of it, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Juwan Howard deserved the worst of it. We talked about that before. Um, here's a question. Why do you have a breaking news podcast about Juwan and not one about the real news? Did GP get his phone back and how much did it cost? I am. Uh, listen, I can't confirm or deny whether that man has his phone yet. I don't know. So anyone watching this, that doesn't know what we're talking about. You're going to want to go back and listen to the Sunday night podcast well, after we got through the basketball talk, Gary Parrish lost his cell phone. I can't confirm or deny. You might have to wait until tomorrow. Who knows if, uh, or Wednesday, who even knows if Parrish will be on the Wednesday podcast at this point? So I'm not, uh, I'm not quite certain on, on all of that. Um, otherwise, I, I hope, I, I genuinely hope that this is something that we never have to talk about again. I, I sincerely mean that. Can you, can anyone watching recall the last time we would have had a situation like this, there was something that was brought to my attention. In 2003, I'd forgotten about it. And then when I saw it, I was like, I remember when this is a thing. And it wasn't as bad as what happened on Sunday. In 2003, Matt Doherty, when he was coaching at North Carolina, Chris Collins in the stiffest, most oversized tan suit you've ever seen in your life, looking absolutely ridiculous. Someone get me Chris Collins on the phone right now and get a sartorial analysis of what the hell he was wearing that night. Collins gets in Doherty's face. They have to be separated. Rashad McCants was kind of involved. This is as the game is still playing out at that point, that era for North Carolina basketball. I'm sorry, UNC fans. I'm not trying to hit you with a stray here or anything like that, but that's the last time I can remember coaches in a somewhat similar situation. I actually watched the video earlier today. Mike Krzyzewski actually, he, he's, he's, kind of massages the situation, gets Doherty to the side, very understanding. But, man, I cannot, uh, I can't remember when uh, the last time we had something like this. And so my point is, hopefully we will not have something like this um, yet again. I got a question here from the Llama Whisperer. It says, considering this is Juwan Howard's second coach altercation in two years, how much leniency will Michigan give Juwan going forward? I don't think they're going to give him almost any. Now, he is an alum. He's one of the most famous alums in the history of, of the school, obviously, but the, he had the Turgeon thing. Now he's had this, any kind of physical altercation with Jawan Howard going forward. If it were to ever happen again, 
surely we must agree that it would be a termination situation or a resignation situation barring, you know, we let's hope we never even get to that point. If, if, if Howard is struck first or what, you know, don't even want to envision that, but you get what I'm saying. If he is the instigator in a situation like this, again, then that's going to be all that we're going to have with this. I, you know, and he knows that his statement reflects it. I, I do. I, I mean, I have to note that at least, at least he did walk it back the next day. Now it took a day. And, you know, when you have these statements, it's not a human being sitting with a microphone in front of him like this. And who knows? I, I'll take him at his word. He it's his name. He puts his words to it. But sometimes I mean, come on now. Like I work in this business. There are sometimes when players or coaches or ADs, they'll, they'll 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 put out a statement. How much of it actually they believe is another matter. But it's a statement for the for officially for the record. And he said, after taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. I'm offering my sincerest apology to all his family, Michigan fans, and personally apologizes to Joe Krabenhoff. Um, so there you have it. Um, you know, it's wild to think where Michigan was in the preseason. You know, top five team in the eyes of many has one three game win streak this season, only one. And otherwise, it's just been it's been rickety. It's been a roller coaster and it's been uh, it's been a problem here. I'll be interested to see big picture, like where the Michigan program, what Howard does from here. Um, and are we talking like we're talking Michigan Wolverines basketball a year from now, right? Is this a team in the top 25? Is it a team trying to, is it a team that's coming off being in the top 16 bracket reveal in February of 2023, right? Or is it a team that's in this spot again? Cause Juwan Howard's reputation really, especially obviously before 48 hours ago, but more particularly like heading into the season was, man, this is a former NBA player that's going to do it. He he is he's come into Michigan and he has found a way to really make this work. Nothing but positive vibes around that program and around what he's been able to do. And uh, and I just wonder, like I think I think there's a chance here for Michigan. Uh, Howard's son is coming to play with the program next year. Uh, side note, I I love his game and can completely see him. I can completely see Jet Howard being the kind of player who's like a, a good freshman, decent sophomore, and then by junior year he pops and is like a top twenty player in the sport. So there's a good future ahead. Uh, we wait and see on that. I've got another question here. How many coaches will be baiting Howard in every game now? Uh, none. Really, I, I understand the question. I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek or not, but the, but the answer is none, uh, in my opinion there. Um, I just don't, I don't see that being the case. And I do want to at least bring you in a little bit with, you know, a couple of phone conversations, a lot of text messages from coaches. I mentioned this on CBS Sports HQ. As well, uh, I've, I've, I've heard from head coaches and assistants in the Big Ten and outside the Big Ten. At this point, I probably had contact with close to 15 of them. There wasn't one I heard from who was outright dismissive of like, Jawan Howard needs to step down. He needs to be fired. I did hear from a lot of coaches who said, man, you know, Greg Gard does deserve some, some blame for this. He did not de-escalate the situation. Greg, come on, just take the turnover kind of deal. And again, this is, this is different from the opinion I shared on the podcast Sunday night. These are other coaches, head coaches and assistants in power conferences. So they have been involved in obviously high pressurized games and everyone's kind of going through it. It's the end of February. That's another thing I heard. 
coaches are like, listen, man, this is no excuse whatsoever, but just to kind of bring you into our world, man, like we, we cannot stand like the final eight, nine, 10 days of February. It is an absolute grind. Everyone wants to get to March. The kids are sick of hearing our voices. you keep going up against teams in conference play. You're going on the road. You just, it wears you down physically and mentally. And so there was some empathy from other coaches saying like, I get it how both these coaches, maybe they just cracked in a certain way because we all kind of lose our minds. Like our wives hate us at this time of the year. March is even more stressful. At least you're there. Like you're on the big stage. So that's a little more of a backdrop overall, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's pretty much it. I got one more here. Um, I got a question from Jimmy. I'll take, and then I'll wrap this up. I don't want to go too too long. Um, if sorry if this was asked, I just arrived. But how does the Big Ten explain the difference between the suspensions these players were handed as opposed to Alan Griffin's suspension? That's actually a good point. I tweeted this out on Sunday. You'd have to kind of go back in my timeline a bit because I've tweeted it a few times since then. In 2020, before the worst pandemic of our lifetimes hit, uh, Illinois' Alan Griffin stepped on uh, Sasha Stefanovic's chest. I mean, it's straight out of the Aminu Timberlake 1992 Christian Leitner. It's like the, it's almost the exact same kind of deal. And for that, Griffin got a two-game suspension. So if the question is, where's the consistency? You know, Kofi Coburn violated NIL rules that wouldn't be a violation anymore. He had to sit for three games to start the season. So I get all that. All I'm saying is, Listen, if you are looking for any kind of consistency, reason, or logic when it comes to conferences or the NCAA handing down punishments and suspensions, you are you are just not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And I don't have an issue with the players only getting a game. I do think they needed to be sat for a game. Again, you can't ball up and start throwing and then not have any kind of discipline. This wasn't even a review, let's make a decision. This is an interpretation, as I understand, it's an interpretation of the Big Ten's rule book on this. So them getting only a game when the players did not start this. They did not start this, okay? They have to be held accountable. They got to be sat for a game. But I, I understand if you're like, well, what a second. Like, this guy steps on Stefanovic's chest. He gets two, and the guys that are throwing, throwing punches around, they get one in this. I'm actually okay with it. Um, I am seeing a comment. There's a different commissioner. Yeah. The, Kevin Warren was not the commissioner of the big 10 at the time when that happened as well. At least I don't believe he was January 20. I don't think that was the case, but, uh, but that was, uh, if, if he did, that's right when he got there, that's, that's shortly after he got there. So anyway, that's, uh, that's another deal altogether. That's about all I got here. I don't want to keep you too long. I can, I can go though. See no GP here. You think I can't talk. You think I can't hold this mic. You think I can't go on this stage. Mom spaghetti. By the way, side note, never seen eight mile. Uh, we will be back for Wednesday morning podcast, full fledged. It's gonna be a fun one. Hey, if you're watching or listening now, I may just do we might do a regular episode. We might do a little mailbag special to tag on at the end of that. We might try and uh, maximize a little bit. So might be able to have a little fun with that. Thank you for watching. If you're not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why? For moments exactly like this. When there are big moments in college basketball and they require something of a of an appetizer-sized podcast in video form, if you're subscribed, liking the channel, if you have not already liked this video, please do. Um, you will get alerted. You can watch in real time. If you're sitting there watching right now, getting locked in, Indiana, Ohio State on a Monday night Big Ten action, you want to watch this on the side? Well, we'd love to have you. And please continue to spread the word. Uh, the channel has really, you know, not only has the YouTube channel grown a lot, this, uh, the downloads on the podcast traditional feed have done well. And I think that's a testament to what we're doing here. But also, if if you have people in your life that just they get enjoyment out of following college basketball, you know, just like you, just spread the word. We'd love to have more listeners continue to love to have the feedback from, from all of you. So thank you for stopping by. 
This has been Matt Norlander. Smash the like button on your way out, and we will be back with another episode on Wednesday morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.